You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Welcome to another episode of Untapped Keg. I'm RJ Zimmerman, and I'm joined here by my brother-in-law, Monte Ball. How you doing, young fella? Good, man. Good, man. What's going on? Dude, I feel like this week, it really, the lockdown really hit uh, another level. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I don't know. It just seems like every day there's new information. Every day there's it just feels more ominous when you're out. And I mean, I'm out four days a week working. So, uh, it just, every single time I drive past the grocery store, there's more and more people. And well, I guess it's pretty much been about the same amount of people, but Mm -hmm. I just can't believe it's that many. But every time you, I interact with a customer, every time my supervisor comes out, it's just, that's all we talk about is what we're doing. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, you know, with what I've been doing recently, which we'll get into here in a bit, but, uh, I've kind of forced myself to stay off of social media talk, uh, coronavirus talk, um, and the news only because, um, you know, I don't want to be completely blind, uh, throughout this entire situation, but I also don't want my anxiety to go or to get any higher than it already is. Uh, I hear you. I um, hear you. you know. The only thing I can't control is, you know, my safety, uh, reminding my family to be safe. Um, but other than that, uh, and helping others, of course, but outside that, you know, that realm or that aspect, it's, it's only going to increase my anxiety. <laughs> yeah. I've actually been really surprised. So, uh, we're in between jobs at work right now. We just finished mm-hmm. one up and um, usually we'd be moving to a new location, but we're sitting there talking like, okay, how are we going to move if we all have to be in the same truck? It's like, uh, oh yeah, that's probably shouldn't be doing that. So I talked to somebody, they're like, well, you know, you, you could all just wear masks. I'm like, how does that change the fact that we're going to be in the same truck touching the same services, you know, like, yeah, sure, sure. We could (laughs) all wear masks. That's fine. But it doesn't change the fact that, uh, you know, doing what we do, we don't have access to running water to be able to wash our hands right away. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, that is obviously something that, I mean, you, watching the news and stuff, looking on social media and seeing the coronavirus stuff and how long the actual virus stays in the air um, after someone who is infected and if they cough or what have you, I would be extremely anxious if I were you knowing that, you know, I got to go sit in a truck with, you know, somebody for, you know, 30 minutes at a time. Um, that that would be very stressful. Yeah, we're actually uh, driving it to the job from our old location. I would like to move mm-hmm. to the new location and take a half hour off of my commute every day. But And it's about a half hour drive to and from the job location. But we decided as a crew that um, that would be the safest way. And uh, I kind of, uh, my crew members kind of made it known that that was where they felt most comfortable. So then I echoed it to my manager that, Hey, you know, we'd like to do this. And he's like, Hey, I'm not going to push anybody right now. You guys need to do what you need to do. Exactly. But with the social media thing, that's something that I've uh, really noticed is there's not as much posting, especially this weekend. Um, I've been really surprised by that, that there has really not been a lot of, uh, I don't know, people on social media, it seems like everybody's kind of taking a break, which is a good thing for sure. Right, and it's right, been nice yeah. for me too. That's what I think too. I think it's like at first when this came about, everybody was obviously, you know, faces glued to their phones, searching it, trying to find stats, uh, trying to figure out, you know, how serious it is or 
or if it's not that serious at all. The same for looking at the TV, going to CNN or going to Fox or what have you, trying to just gather as much information, just soak it up as much as possible, as much content as possible. And I think now that's a really good point that you made. I think, uh, yeah, this this weekend or it's it's most definitely uh, it's it hasn't been as as up in my face or up in you know it, all in the news at least what I know. And again, I've 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 kind of tailored back and haven't really been looking, but not a lot of people have been talking about it. And one thing too, like this weekend especially, we've kind of realized. I guess the past two weeks, uh, we really are learning things about this minute by minute it, we don't know right. a heck of a lot yet right so that's kind of another nervous kind of a thing too but uh anyway getting off no i think it's i think it's a really good point i think that has a lot to do with social media i think with technology nowadays we do know stuff learn stuff or receive stuff what have you uh you know as soon as it happens yep you know across the other side of the planet as opposed to a while ago, you know, it would take time. And I think while it did take time for us to get the information, we got the right information. <laughs> that's that's the thing too. Like uh, one thing that I will say us millennials and then the younger generation, Generation Z and whatever the newest generation are, uh, we've been lucky enough that we've had that grown up most of our lives with the internet. So we've been able to right. sift through information faster I would say as millennials, we still aren't masters of figuring out what's fake news and what's not, but we're a lot better equipped than the older generations that they read something and they think it's absolutely real. Like I've noticed uh, one of my friends sharing some stuff and these websites are ridiculous. Like you can tell that they're, they're not websites you should be sharing this kind of information from. And I'm like, why are you sharing that? That's, that's really irresponsible right now to be sharing so, stuff like that. That's the perfect word for it too, especially when you know, I mean, even if you know it's fake, sharing it is an irresponsible act because you know it's all it's going to do is set panic. Absolutely. I mean, if, if that's the rise you're looking for right now, then it's, it's you know, shame on you for that. But And but hey. talking, talking with Ashley about it too, it's like, she's like, you know, that's just people's coping strategies. People are going to mm-hmm. post this stuff and because they have their anxiety levels are high. So if they read this quote unquote and it makes them feel better, they share it and it makes them feel a little bit better because everybody's anxiety is so high right now. Right. That You know what I th- thought about the other day? Uh, what's that? Sorry to cut you off right there. But no, that's I, all right. People who, and I, and I, and I, and I, I seriously thought about this the other day and I don't want to, you know, I didn't want to make a joke about it or anything or, or make a joking matter, but like people who had severe OCD, um, you know, that being, uh, you know, OCD could be anything, but let's just say the category of being a germaphobe, you know, washing your hands 45 times a day. Um, you know, how you, th- how do you think they are now? Well, how, how do you think you are right now? Mm, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. And I think that's why I thought about it too, because <laughs> I know I'm a germaphobe. Uh, I don't think I'm at the extreme level yet, but definitely, I not. have gone through an entire bottle of, uh, you know, one of those like medium sized bottles of uh, hand sanitizer in two days, which I can explain right now. A perfect segue um, into why I have done that. Uh, yeah, how is your new gig going? You- kind of yeah, talked man. about it a little bit last podcast how yeah, is that yeah yeah so i'm actually yeah right now uh, recording from the hotel room um i was able to carve out you know an hour to go and uh record this podcast but uh yeah so i'm here 24 7 at the hotel 16 hour shifts um i kind of threw my hat in my name into the hat and uh to to have the opportunity to really help out uh you know, the homeless population. So what we are doing here is I've teamed up with a counseling organization and um, they have teamed up with a hotel to provide housing for the homeless during these social distancing quarantine times Um, because, you know, the city, um, you know, rushed some grants through to provide, you know, these resources and, you know, 
in a nutshell, this money to pay for all this because, you know, if we don't take care of the homeless, uh, if they get the disease, then it's only going to spread. Um, so it's an awesome thing that we're doing Absolutely. here at the hotel. Yeah, taking care of them, um, really helping them with future housing, helping them get reconnected with their case managers in the community, reconnected with some of the sources that they may have lost touch with and all throughout Dane County. Um, it's 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 an awesome thing, man. So, yeah, I've been, you know, ma- having wearing the mask all the time, the hand sanitizer, helping them, um, you know, to practice social distancing um, and, uh, you know, to wash their hands. And all that stuff, but um, it's something that I'm that I'm most definitely grateful to have the opportunity to do. Um, because if you know, just like you know, a lot of other people, uh, once this quarantine thing came about, I was kind of just sitting at home, not really doing much. Um, so I was like, yeah, I most definitely love the opportunity to get out there and do it. So here I am, man. Yeah, I think that's uh, <laughs> I think that's a, a tall task we have in front of you, and um. I hope I hope it's going good. I know sixteen hours sometimes can feel like thirty, and sometimes can feel right. like you know ten. It exactly. it really depends. But uh, yeah, I think yeah, that I that's mean, a really noble thing you're doing. I uh, mean, trust me, your your job is a lot harder. Um, you know, uh, your job is a, is a labor job. Uh, mine sometimes is really, um, mine is just mentally, uh, which it's not even that mentally draining um, yet. You know, I'm only, you know, not even a weekend yet, but, uh, but I'll be good. I'll be good. This is something that I'm doing for others. So it's, it's, it's something that I'm enjoying. Well, not just that, but I mean, you know, you're a week into it, but, uh, you're kind of helping these people transition back into rules, rules that they, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, it's, they haven't had really rules for living, uh, except for survive. Yeah for a really long exactly. time. So now, uh, staying in these hotels, uh, there's a lot more, there's a lot more strict, uh, things that I think we take for granted that they haven't had to follow that can make it right. also difficult too. Absolutely. I mean, dude, I mean, we're talking, I mean, you know, day one, you know, after everyone settled in with their bags, kind of checked out their rooms and everything and really kind of, I think it really hit them and they really understood like, you know, what they have now, you know, access to hot water, um, you know, a safe roof or environment over their head. Uh, adore the locks. Yeah. Adore that locks. They get breakfast, lunch and dinner served straight to their door. Um, so it's, it's, you know, just seeing the smiles on their faces and, you know, about 10 to 12 of them, came to me thanking me as if, you know, I was the one who put this together. And I was like, you know, listen, I, I you know, I, I'm just as thankful to have been given the opportunity to help you guys. Um, so it's, it's an, it's an awesome thing, man. And then I know, I, you know, I don't want people to view me as a, you know, as a doctor or nurse, you know, those are the real heroes out there, but uh, Absolutely. any way I can give back is something that I thoroughly enjoy. You know, kind of going on that topic too about um, how much you're enjoying it. We had, we got a question from Dustin who asked, uh, first he says, good luck, Monte, on your next challenge. Uh, can you talk about the rewards you get out of a situation like that compared to the rewards you got from your playing days? Oh, he said he's asking for the rewards I'm getting out of doing something like this. Yep. Yeah, man. That's an awesome question. Um, well, I studied sociology um, in school, uh, social work to be exact. Um, you know, I just always felt like I, you know, I had a knack, you know, I was really good at, you know, speaking to people, um, to being very genuine, just really caring uh, for people. So I, I feel as if I really excel in this area. Um, so once I was done playing, I knew I was going to fall somewhere in this arena. Um, so the things that I do get back from helping others, honestly, it's a, it's a win-win situation. It's extremely rewarding for myself. Um, well, in that same breath, it's obviously very rewarding for that person who's receiving, um, you know, the, the help that I'm providing. Um, so there's no better way, uh, to, you know, put a smile on, on my face, um, than knowing that I'm, you know, doing good for others. Uh, and that's different, obviously from playing football. Um, 
you know, because football was more like a job. This doesn't really feel like a job. Um, it honestly really doesn't. It feels like. That's really interesting you know, that you put I, it that way. Yeah. Like I'm just someone who knows that if we do not help the homeless population practice, if we do not help them practice social distancing, then we're only shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, That's for sure. We, yeah. So it's kind of one of those things. Uh, and it's a nice gig for me too. I mean, I'm getting free meals and, uh, a nice, uh, suite. I'm in a King suite right now. So, I mean, I, I'm not complaining. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, talking about how you were always, uh, really good with people. I remember one of the first times I went to a game with your family, uh, we were leaving the field. You were the, always the last one out of the locker room because, you know, you had so much hair you had to get done. And I don't know if you're putting on <laughs> eyeshadow or what, but uh, so we're the last ones to leave Camp Randall. And we're walking out the back way, headed back towards your apartment. And uh, there's a family and a kid in a wheelchair. The kid was probably mm-hmm. 10, 12 years old. And they just went by us like nothing, had no idea who you were. And you're like, oh, wait, hold up, guys. And you turned around, you ran back, and you told the the family who you were and, like, stood and took pictures and everything. I just remember the smile on their faces. Like, you went out of your way to make that family's day a little bit better. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just, you know, putting that behind that, it really makes sense on what you're doing there, too. Yeah, man, I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, and again, it's it's one of those things where I don't want to be viewed as a hero or anything like that because, you know, the real heroes I do see walking in and out of this hotel and they're wearing, um, you know, because some of the residents here have their own actual nurses who they're working with. And I see them walking in and out and, you know, full um, scrubs um, with the mask and that face shield. Um, so I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's the real deal right there, because they're not only going to you know, come and take care of the resident or their patient here. You know, they got to go back to the hospital, which is a scary situation. But yeah, but yeah man, I appreciate you sharing that. And, you know, enough about me. You Jeez. know, <laughs> talking about like hospital workers too. And obviously they're the, you know, at the top of the top right now. But these uh, fast food workers, these uh, grocery store employees who are, mm-hmm. you know, making 10, 12 bucks an hour going out there. Uh, doing their jobs and they have right. a lot more complicated um, a lot more complications to do their job as well uh, I feel like they're you know bigger heroes than right. a, a lot of people are giving them credit for too are they you know it really is showing how essential really every workforce is and it's a good point right using there. the uh terminology unskilled labor really is not not true it's not it's not true look at what they're doing right now mm-hmm. i mean they're making sure that every, everybody has everything they need but they're also doing it in a way that's not going to get you sick mm. like think right. people need to stop and think about that for a second like every time i go in people are wearing gloves they're sometimes they're trying to most of them are trying to do the social distancing. They're trying to help people as much as they can. You can tell they're working long hours. Like, you know, their jobs are not fun right now, and they're going to work and doing it. Stress, man. Could you just imagine the emotional stress? I, alone? <laughs> I really cannot. It, it's, and, it's, and it's funny, too. Uh, not, not the situation of emotional stress being funny, but in the same breath here, because I remember you sent me a video, um, you know, of a nurse breaking down and crying um, because they couldn't hug their son. And I'll yeah. be honest, at first, at first I was like, you know, why is he crying? You know, just go shower real quick and then hug your son. But then, you know, after I sat on it for three to four to five days, I realized um, maybe I have to talk to my little sister about it and stuff. Uh, she brought it to my attention is that it's not that he's really crying that he couldn't hug his son. It's, is he going to catch coronavirus this son because you know the nurse may get it you know what i'm saying is that nurse you know he's probably thinking am i gonna pass it along to my son yeah um you know and, and you could be a you know you cannot show any symptoms and, and and possibly do that so yeah that would that just ties in with the emotional stress um of going to work every single day and thinking about that 
and that's something I've talked about at work with, uh, you know, crew I work on is I'm like, I don't, you know, if I catch it, I catch it. But if I caught it and I pass it on to somebody and they got it so bad, they're in a hospital. Right. And, you know, and maybe pass away from, I would never be able to forgive myself. That's the same thing with visiting my parents. That's why I'm not going to do it. Like if I pass it on to them. I would never forgive myself in a moment of selfishness. Yep. That's really all it is. That really all it is, man. But and yeah, but, I mean that's you know, it's tough. Absolutely. It is tough. It is tough, man. Let's uh I'm glad we got that off our chest though, man. Um, I'm glad, you know, there's there's a lot of healthy ways to cope with what's going on. And I think we're doing an awesome job with this and and you know, we took care of that question right there um, for our yeah. guy. Yeah, we appreciate you writing in. You know, if anybody has any questions, you can uh, email us on tapkeg at gmail.com. Uh, mm-hmm. Get to us on Twitter uh, at untappedkeg. Get to us on Facebook, untappedkeg. Uh, go to untappedkeg.com. Uh, there's all a lot of different ways you can get to us. Reddit. Um, I started a group for Untapped Keg as well. Uh, you can go there. Getting the ball rolling. You I mean, betcha. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, this, awesome. you know, th- this is a really good coping mechanism. Like mm-hmm. I told uh, Ashley, I'm like, you know, I, I feel really good after we record. She's like, you do realize that that's your therapy. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I, I get to talk about things exactly. and I'm all giddy. So. <laughs> yeah, and that's one of the things too. It's it's the people around you will notice it way before uh you know, she probably has already noticed it, you know, before you actually mentioned it to her. You're probably you know, not saying that you're super, super hot at it, but you're probably more calm uh, you know, in situations and she's probably like, Oh, yeah, you know, this that the you know, his podcast might be working, maybe uh, very therapeutic for him. Uh, around me most definitely has, has already said that yeah i mean <laughs> having a two-year-old boy they <laughs> put such a big smile on your face and then the next second will be <laughs> your last nerve be fraying it just Absolutely. one by one they're just kind of they have a knife and they're skinning that nerve and they're just looking at you with a smirk on their face like oh yeah is this gonna be the time oh is this oh, one yeah. gonna do it how about this one everybody has their moments though but that's good, man. So, so what's up, man? Let's go ahead and change gears here, man. So what? So, so what? What the heck is going on, man? You know, uh, just kind of chipping away. I have I have not played a lot of video games this week. Uh, I don't know what it. I'm not sure what it is. It's just I. You know, I was really excited for Resident Evil Three coming out, mm-hmm. and the reviews are really good on it. But a lot of people are saying, "What are these reviews ba- saying?" I need I need to hear what these Resident Evil re- reviews are because I feel like how many more one player games can you make about you know you know man versus what is this a man versus nature a man versus you know there's only like seven different plots man versus nature man versus paranormal man versus machine man versus man man versus I feel like you know what I mean. Like, what is this? I feel like you're bringing a really smart conversation to something that uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to be smart about. So, <laughs> what this man versus dead well, man or like, Re- Resident this? Evil Three is a remake of the game from the '90s. Uh, I can't. Remember. I think feel like it was '99. It was on the original PlayStation. They remade the second one, which um, is looked at as the they did it last year, and the original second one was looked at as one of the best horror games of all time and the remake was amazing the the original resident evil 2 the original one on the original playstation was was that the one in the mansion no that's the first one oh okay okay so that was the only one that i played i never played anything after that until resident evil Five, I played co-op with my good buddy, but we were both so wasted. All I remember is we ran out of ammo and we knifed a boss to death and we could not stop laughing the rest of the night and we were obliterated. I'm pretty sure I was running into walls and stuff, you know? (laughs) I have no idea how I was controlling anybody. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, yeah, I played Resident Evil 2 last year and 
that was my favorite game of last year. I loved Jedi Fallen Order. I didn't play a lot of new games last year, but mm-hmm. you know, I really loved the Resident Evil games. I played both storylines. Okay. Um, it was just, you know, it, it's a, it makes, it takes a story that was amazing and an environment that was amazing and adds like modern controls, modern graphics onto it. It's one of the prettiest right. games I've ever played. I gotcha. Uh, so gotcha. Resident Evil 3 is pretty much a similar paint job and um, all the reviews pretty much say either positive or negative kind of on this game have said like it's got the same feeling and the controls are just as good as the game last year. They just wish that um, they kind of added a little bit more to the game. So it's really linear. Uh, it's a little bit more action focused. So it takes a little bit away from the horror. Mm-hmm. which is fine but um yeah I, you know that it's I, I remember how last week i was saying like i want short games like six to ten hour video games that's right. what this yep. is i they said it's like pretty much five hours is what everybody clocked at for beating it perfect but th- there's no second storyline to go back to it so i'm gonna wait for my buddy to get it and play it see if it's worth $60 or if maybe I should wait for a sale. Right, right, right. It's tough nowadays. I mean, just and pulling the trigger on $60. Final like Fantasy VII <laughs> coming out next week, and it's like, yeah, I'm going to wait for the reviews on that, and if they say <laughs> that it's as good as the demo played, I'm just going to get that, and then I'll wait on Resident Evil 3, and I will I know, play man. it. I know you've been, you've been... You've been psyched about this game. I think the last two and a half or two and a half, the last two or three podcasts uh, like, we recorded, you know, I just gearing up for it. I, I, I missed Resident Evil seven on the original PlayStation. Like looking back at the original PlayStation, I played the crash games, uh, but I missed, I played more obscure kind of titles. I didn't really play the big ones. I didn't play Metal Gear Solid. I didn't play a lot of the the major classic titles like Castlevania I missed out on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, it was a lot of two-player kind of games that were kind of janky that I played with my brother, like uh, Jedi Power Battles. That was probably the game that we played the most. And I still, looking back on it, I love that game. But if I played it now, it's probably terrible. Yeah, I think it's, <laughs> it's one of I those. Mean, <laughs> I tell you what, my favorite game of all time, that being, you know, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. When I, you know, I bought the N64 and, you know, went hunting for Ocarina of Time at all the stores and found it. This was like last, no, this was like, uh, yeah, like six months ago when I put that game in and played it. You know, the first, I was like, wait, what? I was like, the graphics are like this. <laughs> I was like, everything's pointy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's really funny how your mind point. kind of filled in those gaps. Yeah. Even like PlayStation like 3, you go back to those games and it's like, really? This is what they look like? I thought yeah, it was yeah. a little bit more defined than this. Absolutely. What was that? Tony Hawk's Pro Skate or Underground or which one? The last one? Was it? I can't Was it Wasteland? I can't remember, but I know what you're talking about. I was like, wait, these guys are just, uh, yeah. I yeah, mean, the playing PlayStation now. We were, you know, we're, you were playing that Devil May Cry 4. Right. Yeah. And it's so like, true. okay, this doesn't look terrible, but it looks off. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of blurry. It's, it's not as yeah. uh, defined. <laughs> so, exactly. you know, that really gets me excited for the next generation that may be coming out at the end of this year. They right. say it is, but with everything that's going on right now, who knows? Yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, I haven't been playing, you know, obviously I haven't been playing much games because I don't really have, you know, any time, but. You know, I, 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 even when I do have, you know, two to three hours of spare, uh, which is extremely rare, uh, I do not care to play a game. I mean, I, I, I did play a few rounds of uh, Warzone with, uh, been playing with No Sean a lot, No Sean Moreno. And, uh, Name dropper. Yep, always. Uh, and uh, he, you know, you know, he's funny to play with and stuff like that, but I'm kind of, yeah. I'm kind of needing something else. Uh, Warzone is kind of, getting i feel the same, the same way it's getting the same like 
the same thing over and over. I can yeah. tell I'm starting to get impatient with it because now I'm just hot dropping every time. <laughs> yep. I know. I feel the same exact way about it. We do the same thing every time. And I'm, yep. it's kind of why like, Fortnite got old for me. Mm-hmm. I the have old Luton. I honestly, I don't know. There's something about Apex, Apex Legends that I never really got that feeling with, but I could get where I you think, get that. I think, I think just I know why. the supers and stuff. It's faster. That too. Yep. You're it's right. It's faster. It's yep. Fortnite. You can literally loot for 15, 20 straight minutes of looting in Fortnite. And like without seeing anybody. Yeah. And then like instantly die. And it's like, I, I did all that for nothing. Literally That's the same nothing. thing with Warzone, I feel like. In Warzone. Yep. You can loot for, Warzone's not as slow as Fortnite, but you can loot for you can loot for a good. I mean, we looted one game for twelve minutes, and I and I even got impatient with with my group. I was like, uh, I was like, can we go? I'm like, I'm like, hey, they're shooting over there. There's, there's some shooting over there. Can we go? I'm like, I'm like, let's go. Oh it's, yeah. Uh, Apex Apex is faster, man. It's you know you hop right out, and it's. I think the map is a little more concentrated as well. I, it is for sure. And yeah. one thing about Apex that I commented on when we first started playing Warzone. You win a game of Apex in, you know, 18, 20 minutes. Uh, Warzone, if you even just like top 20, you're looking at half hour. Yeah, and you don't have time. You know, as an adult now, we don't have time to really carve out 30 minutes for one game. And then you're sitting like, okay, you know, do I have enough time for another game? Do I not have enough time for another game? You know, Apex, it's like, okay, yeah, I can run another one. You know, yeah, I can run another one. Um, So... And so that, I feel you there. that's part of the reason that I love single player games so much. Like something like Resident Evil, I can't play with the kids around, you know, the oldest, the of youngest course. is fine. He's not going to remember any of this. Oldest is getting to the point where I have to pay attention to what games I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do still play Bloodborne with him around. Uh, I try to make sure he's got something else to do. <laughs> so he's not watching. Um, you know, but daddy and the monster, we're just tickling each other. It's a tickle fight. Nice. <laughs> but, nice. It's tickling he, pretty hard that, when there's blood flying everywhere, but that, that's, 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 that's not, not blood. That's not blood. All right. That's Play-Doh. Okay. <laughs> you know the stuff that you play with your hands and kind of mold? Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's what that is. Okay. <laughs> nice. That, that, that's, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully my sister doesn't listen to this one. <laughs> she can skip over this part. I'll tell her we talk football. Oh yeah, she'll she'll hit for sure. <laughs> so we uh, anyway. So single player games I love because I can just stop them when um, my oldest needs attention or like the youngest uh, needs True. a bottle or something. I can just pause it and it's not gonna mess anything up. But like uh, I was trying to get a game in the other night uh, with our two friends, and mm-hmm. we were doing really good. Like, dude, we were stacked. I had five kills. Other dude had six kills. Other nice. guy had three. Like, you know, we're rolling. We just get inside the storm after we kill a group. And uh, all of a sudden, I have to go upstairs and help with the kids. And I, I come know. back and missed. Missed out on all of it. Dead. Oh, like, yeah. died I'm in the sick. storm. I had all the money, so they missed out on the money. Oops. Like, yeah, it was, uh, it did not end up very good. But that's how it rolls sometimes. Uh, no, I'm sick to my stomach. Yeah, that's, but that's true though. You know, when you play those, you know, type of games, the, you know, online multiplayer games, it's once you hit that start button and you know, searching for matchmaking game or whatever, you're committed. Yep. You're and then committed. that's yeah. what, <laughs> you know, that, yeah, that's kind of why I decided that uh single player games would be the way to go for a little while. And I, I just love stories. Yeah. I mean, I, I still, right. I read comics. I read. Right. I started the Witcher series because uh, the TV series I love so much. And that before the TV series came out, I beat the Witcher 3. I love mm-hmm. that so much. I wanted more of the world. So I got the the book that everybody says you should start with. It's really good. I'm really enjoying it. Um, but just stories, period. Movies, TV shows. Perfect. They get I got me. This. Well, th- this is perfect then. This is perfect then because I want to talk about this movie I watched. Um, do you like stories? You do you like symbolism? Do you like like you know like how much do they beat that? you over the head with it? 
I mean, they it's 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 they hit you right on the head with it at, at you know at the beginning. The premise hits you right over the head with it. Um, okay. So, so it's, I think I think this movie came out in like 2018, maybe, but I, it's just not on Netflix now. Oh, so you're Netflix. saying it's old? I don't know if I got time for an old movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> so Netflix obviously knew what they're doing by putting it uh, this movie on their platform now during this time. So the movie's called well, I just said the platform. That's what this movie's called. It's a Spanish flick, um, a Spain Spanish uh, flick. Um, and so, you know, you have to read it, read subtitles, which is fine. I have but, no uh, issues with that personally. Right. right. But so what you have is it's kind of like a, it's like kind of like a prison that these people are in. And what it is, is it's, they have people. So it's two to each, you know, stage or level, I should say two to each level. They have people above them people below them and there's like a, a you know it's, it's just a square you know there's like a jail cell but then there's this open square in the middle so they can look down and see all the way down straight down and they can look up and see the people above them who's peeking down at them um so what it is is you know it starts out they're at level i forgot which level they're at they're at like level 65 or something like that and this is a movie yeah, this is a movie. It kind of sounds the, like a reality show. Right, right. And, you know, it's 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 a movie. And, you know, one guy who's in there, you know, it's his first day. Um, but the older guy who's in there, you know, he's been in there for, you know, years. Um, so he's like, you know, we're on a good level, yada, yada, yada. Well, what happens is they drop a platform down from each level and there's food on it. So when the food, so when the platform comes down to their level, you can tell that the food has been stepped on. The food has been picked on. There's bones. There's spit. There's whatever. And you know the older guy starts eating it. You know, like it's just a regular another. You know, another another day. And the other guy's like, you know, he's he's you know almost about to throw up. He's like, how why, how are you eating that after knowing? You know, 64 other platforms just ate off of that. You know, 64 times two, we're looking at, you know, whatever the math is, 128 more people, you know, just dug their hands and stuff all around that. Um, so, you know, like I said, it hits you straight on the head with, you know, level one, the people at the top, you know, get all the good stuff and the people way at the bottom because they're at level like 65 or something. I think there's like 250 levels. People the way, way, way bottom getting nothing. Scraps. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, scraps. And what they do is every 30 days they move you to another plat to another level and you have no idea where you're gonna be moved to. So you, some people are jumping off and 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 um, you know, they're ending it, ending their suffering. Um and then you have some levels where people are eating each other. Uh so it's it's ruthless. Straight to the point. Um, so, what's the point of the movie? I guess. Yeah, the point is, um, you know, the point is, is the people at the top. You know, the rich, the rich stays rich at yeah. the top. And, and but the, how does the movie resolve itself? Like, what's it about? Oh, like, you follow oh, one okay. character who uh, yeah, yeah. Get, ends up getting out, or like flips the system, right. or right. So he <clears throat> exactly. So. You know, after he spent, I think it was like three months in there. He was in there for six, total of six months. After like three months, you know, he started to go crazy, of course, because the older guy, they got moved down to like level 180 or something where there was no food getting to them. So the older guy like strapped him to the bed and was carving out pieces of his body of skin to eat um, just to survive. And he told him, you know, I'm not going to kill you. Just, you know, I just got to stay alive because I only have 30 more days until I'm out. So, um, you know, what this guy does is he, you know, ends up killing this guy um, and then wants to send a message to the team that is cooking and preparing the food way, way at the top level zero. Um, it's like this restaurant that's doing it. Um, he wants to send them a message. Um because throughout the entire movie, you see this one woman who's always sitting in the middle of the platform, going from level to level, just killing everybody, just killing everybody. Um, you come to find out, you know, spoiler alert, you come to find out they get all the way to the bottom 
there's a little girl on the last level at the way bottom, a little girl. Um, and they end up putting this little girl on the platform. And, you know, once the platform hits the bottom floor, it shoots up way, way fast, like super fast, all the way back up to level zero. So they put her on that platform to shoot her way back to the top to pretty much send them a message. And, you know, obviously the message is, you know, you know, the rich staying rich, but the poor is, you know, eating each other. And, and, and you know, we're, we're, you know, the kids are the ones who are suffering. So it's pretty sweet, pretty sweet stuff. Yeah. Um, it's different, it, but it's, it sounds, uh, kind of artsy. And right. It definitely sounds like they hit you over the head with it for sure. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's overkill for sure. <laughs> it's overkill, but it was just something different, something different that I wanted yeah, kind of to chat about. Because I'm, I'm sure it's good. Um, we'll have to check it out. We haven't really, yeah. we haven't been watching much lately. I know we finished yeah, uh, the Outsider, which is an yeah, HBO show. That's yeah. it's really good, in my opinion. And I, uh, I don't remember if I heard this or not, but it feels like how True Detective should have been. It's See, it's an HBO show, that. so mm-hmm. um, True Detective I really liked. Uh, but I just, the ending kind of left something there for me. The ending in this show was incredible and, uh, it's kind of how I wish true detective had ended. So having good endings in TV shows is like rare. Yes. And it, they left it open. So there could be a second season of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of hope there's not, I kind of like where they left it. But uh, it, you know, they created an interesting world for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, HBO, yeah, like the the world of the outsider. It's like, uh, it's the real world, but then it's almost like if like the boogeyman were real, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, right. so right. That's yeah. It it kind of makes you think a little bit uh, about that, and I I always think that that's interesting, like. Uh, meshing the uh, supernatural or you know fantasy elements into the real world in kind of a a way that's somewhat real is uh, always very interesting so yeah yeah, I I really love that one now now we just started the Watchmen I think we're okay four episodes in I love it I read the comic I love the movie Um, so I really really like the show the show's based more off the comic than it is the movie, but it's, uh, yeah, so far I'm really liking it. Uh, Ashley's kind of so-so on it, but it's, <laughs> it's got one season and they said that it's done. And I've heard that, uh, it's one of the best, best shows honestly ever made is kind of where it's what I heard about it. So, uh, hopefully, it hopefully I can get to the wire. Cool. I only did two seasons of The Wire, and I've heard after that's when it really gets good. So I need to watch that too. But uh, yeah, we're kind of in between episodes or shows right now. Of anything. Like we're just kind of looking for something else. Uh, Watch the platform, man. Well, check that out, and I'll check out definitely your recommendation. One thing I forgot to mention of the platform too when I said that that girl was on the platform just going up and killing everybody. You come to find out that that was that little girl at the way bottom's mom. Um, and she was just making sure that if her daughter was to go to, you know, another level that she would be safe, um, that everybody would be dead there. But anyways, but anyways, interesting. Yeah. I, uh, I do need a new show and I need a good, I think I haven't dipped my toes into a new show yet is because I don't want to invest my time into a Netflix show. Cause once you hit like season three of Netflix shows, they typically there's a decline in the right. Yeah. Yep. Um, Have you, uh, was the last show I've watched. And once it hit season four, it was kind of, it was still good, but it was kind of just like, eh, it was on its way down. Have you watched the Castlevania series on Netflix? No, I always is that is that anime? Yeah, yeah. I always scroll. I always scroll by it. It is really, really good. 
like from a, it, it's not based on the games it's it's i mean it kind of it loosely is it's based on uh the games but it's mm-hmm. um it's its own thing and they're on this third season and that is a really really good uh show too so that's something that i recommend okay. and then just like a 30 minute funny show that's it it makes us feel uh it's kind of like our chicken noodle soup on netflix is kim's convenience I think we told you to watch oh, that yeah, before. Yeah, I don't think yeah. you've been into it, but <laughs> it is, it is honestly, I laugh so hard in that show and I'll watch it over and over again. It's kind of like, um, I don't know. It's kind of like same thing with the office where we'll watch it and we'll laugh. Right. It's the same nice. kind of thing. What's your favorite TV show of all time? Mm-hmm. Oh God! Um, well, put me, me on the me, spot, give me, huh? Give me three. How about that? Give me, give me your top three, because I do understand your so, top three can, can fluctuate. So, like the first five seasons of Supernatural will always have a place in my heart. Um, I think the with starting with the second season through the fifth season is some of the best uh, television that the CW's ever produced ever. Stop it, dude. That show, the first five, they had a storyline. They stuck to it and they nailed it. I heard it's pretty good. It I actually the first five seasons, dad, I would said, stop. Okay. <laughs> um. Apparently, it's really good now, but you got to get through like five more seasons before it gets good again. You better have one show in my mind right now in your top three, but keep going. Um, Chuck has a place in my heart. Okay, yeah, you're most definitely not going to have my show. In <laughs> Maybe. I I love Chuck. Uh, it's funny. Chuck. It, yeah, it's an NBC show from, oh, God. I was in college probably 07 to 13, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think there's four seasons, five seasons of it. But I just I just love that show. It kind of made me be okay with uh the person that i am and like my nerdiness and everything kind of coming out mm-hmm. uh right. i i love that show um god what's another show that like just because i watched those shows weekly as they were coming out so i really love those shows they just you know they may not be the best ever but they're they're amazing to me and if i see an episode on it just Puts a smile on my face. Right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna regret this because you know after I'm gonna think, gosh, why didn't I say that show? Why didn't I say that show? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but absolutely. I'm gonna go with a show that always has me kind of thinking back to it, and that's Fringe. I don't think that you show just, got. You the, just started that though. No, I started my second watch through of it. Oh, I've wow, seen it before. Oh, I've seen the whole thing. No, I just, oh. I love this so much. I was waiting for it to go on sale. As soon as it went on sale, boom, bought. Oh, dang. So, oh, okay. yeah, I, I love that show. I think it's like. Those are your top three? I'm just, I'm just naming three shows that I absolutely okay. love. I'm not going to say they're my top three. It's something I, I definitely That's have true. to think about. Got to think about We that could revisit sure. it a little bit next week, too. Uh, okay. What, what about, what about you? What are, you yeah. know, your three top shows? Uh okay. Okay. Um you know, one I gotta go just from the writing, the and it's funny too, at first I didn't really like the supporting casts. I, I you know, obviously really loved the main actor, but then I come to find out as I'm keeping watching and stuff like that and really getting into it, I start to really, you know, love the supporting cast as well. But from the writing, man, this the cinematography, the acting, the the ending, I gotta go with you know number one, uh, Breaking Bad, gotta do it. Okay, do it okay. One. See, um, I got to the last season of that show and I stopped. Did you really? I was not in love with that show like everybody else was. It's good. I loved I, it, man. I, I get it. why people like it a lot, but it just mm-hmm. wasn't for me. I got you. 
I got you. I, I wouldn't say that's number one for me, but I'm just giving you my 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 three right now because for me it's it's the same. You know, depending on my mood, you know, my my orders will switch. But uh, you know, the second one I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, dang, I just had it in my head. Why am I forgetting this? Because um, you're nervous. Oh, you don't want people oh, to be yelling it to their uh, at their Dexter movies. Oh, until oh. this until the season finale. Oh, the season finale ruined ruined it ruined it it ruined it but then again i invested so much time and that was a show that really drew me in to had me thinking about it before i went to sleep had me thinking about it when i when i woke up um that show really really pulled me in um breaking back dexter um let me think for right now i've been struggling to find the third third tv show tv shows are usually tough for me i don't really I really don't watch a lot of TV shows, um, but for for the third, uh, oh gosh, I know, I know. That's that's kind of how I was thinking. I mean, you said it, and I kind of went back to like the shows that were there, kind of when I was that were developmental stages for me and my personality, you know. Yeah, you want to know what show I really like? This is a most, this is a, a more you know show that I yeah I don't know if it's in my top three, but I want to give something right now, and it is a show that I actually really loved. Um, and I think a lot of people agree to, but uh, Sirens, I really liked Sirens, man. Yes, I love that I really, show too. I really liked that show. We um, turned you onto that show, right? You did, yeah, you did. I really liked God. That show. I wish that they had continued with it. That show was mm. incredible. It was funny. It was fresh, like every episode was fresh. The it the storyline, like the through line, too. Yeah, it made wasn't sense. Like criminal. It, say what? It, it just like it. It was you know every episode was kind of it's could stand alone on itself. Yes, but then like that story, yes. the storyline that was through it that you would know from watching all of it was really good too. That kept you engaged. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. This is that's you know you put it so eloquently uh <laughs> you know that's that's how i was trying to say you know i just stuck with the word fresh <laughs> blind squirrel finds a nut yeah <laughs> right right uh but that's that that's uh that's a really good way to put it that's that's kind of what i'm you know what i meant is it's it's it's, you know, it's not like a criminal minds where you know you watch criminal minds i loved criminal minds but then after a while it's like okay this is kind of like svu it's the same thing same thing same thing you know uh what's his name uh you know, on Criminal Minds, the the I've really really never smart really one. watched it. So, uh, gosh, I forgot the really 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 smart guy. But he was like, okay, he's eventually gonna figure it out. Tom wake up one day and and you know the sun's gonna gonna hit his eye in a different way, and he's gonna start thinking about something and, and solve it. Tim, but no, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, he went by his last name. But uh, Sirens was good. So yeah, uh, check out Sirens, guys. I love that show. I actually, where, where, what, what was it on? Was that Showtime or was that was that uh, USA Network? USA Network. I, 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 th- I want to rewatch that. Yeah, yeah. I've, you know, uh, <clears throat> I, I really like Psych too, but I okay. never finished the last two seasons. I think because I got rid of cable before that. Mm-hmm. But the first four seasons of Psych, it's either four or five, are really good too. Uh, you know what here, yeah, getting into it, what show that I loved and that only watched the first season, don't watch anything else of it. (laughs) It suffered from the writer strike that happened or at around this time. It killed the show completely. A show I really like, but you know, just, you know, just take a peek at it. Don't heroes. You ever hear, you ever, uh, watch heroes? Uh, isn't there more to the title? Heroes of the Dirt. No, it's just heroes. Is this a superhero show? Yes. Like people start to come out with uh, powers. And yeah, I think. Uh, like there's, yeah, know you know, certain it. rich families that kind of got there because of their powers. But mm-hmm. then like, you know, this people are starting to discover their powers. And that show, that first, that one season is some of the best television ever. You care about every single character in that. And then that writer strike came and boy, it just, that second season is terrible. 
They just do something together, duct tape yeah. it. And, and then the same thing in the third, it's the same thing in the third season too. It's just, it's not good. Jeez. You got me onto something talking about heroes. Uh, what is that one show that's on, I think it was on prime video. Um, it's of, it's of superheroes. The boys. Yes. Yes. I, I enjoyed that show too. I really liked that. Yeah, I, I, and it was funny how I stumbled across it too because I was like, you know what, whatever. You know, this has been shoved in my face enough. I'll I'll give it a try. You know, hit play or whatever. And before I knew it, I was on episode six, and I was like, this is a different spin on it that I thought that that they would, you know, where they would go. You know, yeah, heroes who are using their powers for, you know, not for good, for, <laughs> for their personal gain, pretty much. Yeah, I was like, I was like that's probably the most realistic way. That it would be too. So true. You know that's based on a comic, right? I did not know that. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's based on a comic, and I guess the comic is way more messed up than Jeez. they even made it in the show. And that show is messed up. <laughs> yeah, pretty messed up. The whole plane going down thing. Yeah, I was like, uh, I was like, all right, I will watch the next episode. Um, like this, this has got my interest. Yeah, because um, it's not what I was expecting. Uh, yeah, that so. that was a really good show too. Mm-hmm. You know, the, Absolutely, man. we're kind of, yeah, I mean, we're kind of living in the golden era of entertainment. Like all the video, there's so many video games that are coming out that are just incredible. TV shows, some of the best TV shows of all time. Movies. It's true. Like all these movies are coming out that are really, really good. Uh, it's just, it, it's just, it's, it's amazing kind of uh, where we are, where, we're starting to become so good at telling stories that we're making new ways to do that. And yeah, it's just, and, and we don't have time the way it is. We can't consume everything. So. Right. Well, and, I have to say that's, a, that's America for you though. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, the world for you. True. It's just content, 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 content. I mean, just shoved at you 24 seven iPad, I watch TV, laptop, podcasts right (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah so it's what a time to be alive you know that's why it's kind of what this podcast has been about you know we started off talking about the coronavirus of course but you know everyone listening still who you know hopefully everyone listening's healthy but to those who may not be um you know hopefully you heal up but again at the end of the day what a time to be alive absolutely and you know Kind of uh, segueing off of that too. Uh, here's here's a question from Daniel Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, this is going to be kind of this is a really nice question. Any, once again, anybody has any questions, you know, submit them on Facebook. Submit it uh, untappedgag.com. Um, here we go, bud. He would like to know how you got into football and why you picked Wisconsin as your school of choice. Hmm. He's going straight at it. Um, straight at it. We gotta have these. We gotta, you know, you know. We gotta get some questions for you, RJ. I mean, everyone, you know, just trying to peel back my layers. I mean, I mean, wait a minute. There'll be time. <laughs> I'm but, not interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm no longer interesting. But so he said, "What? Uh, what again?" He said, "So what was what, what got you into football?" Into football? Mm. It's easy question. Easy question right there. Uh, this two-part one. I haven't done two parts since college. But, uh, okay. What got me into football was... I, I, your parents wanted an outlet for your energy. Yeah. That or rather Redland <laughs> at the time. So, But uh, I remember... That's a true it, story, by the way, people. It is. It is. It's a very cliche statement I'm about to say, but I, I do really remember it like it was yesterday. Um but uh, I was playing football outside with my uh, with my cousin, throwing the football around, whatever. I was seven at the time, seven and a half, um, playing football, whatever. We were done playing. I go inside, and uh, my dad's, you know, sitting or lying on the couch, um, you know, watching watching football. You know, I look at the TV. You know, I see you know a white horse. You know, the white the the you know the head of the horse, and it was white with you know obviously the orange. Uh, you know, you know, hair, mane, whatever. Um, 
And, you know, it's the Denver Broncos, of course. And I'm asking my dad a bunch of questions about it. You know, I'm asking him, you know, what are those those yellow things on the field? And he tells me those are the you know, flags, yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, after we get done talking, I tell him, you know, well, I want to play football. You know, I want to play football for the Denver Broncos. Um, well, in that area, you know, you had to be eight to play. So I couldn't play until, you know, you know, seven, eight months, whatever down the road or sign up for it. So that's how that went about. Uh, and my dad was the coach, um, was my head coach until uh, until I played in high school. Um, so that's how I got into football. Um, it was honestly just that that easy. I just said I wanted to do it, and I and I, uh, my dad signed me up. Funny story. Day one, I wanted to actually quit though. Day one of practice. Day one because <laughs> because you had to run too much. <laughs> yeah. Day one. Day one, dude, of practice. I. Uh, I remember I ran over, so we had our helmets on. You know, I was a little chub, chubby kid. I was, a, you know, the chubster. Ran over to the fee or, or to the fence. You know, where my where, you know, my mom was at, and my dad kind of followed me over there. And he, you know, he's like, you know, what are you doing? And I take my helmet off, and I was like, I'm done. I quit. I don't want to do this. He, he was like, Why? And I was like, Because I got, you know, all this sweat keeps getting in my eyes. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, and I asked him, I was like, I, I quit. I was like, can I, can I, can I play baseball instead? Really? You said baseball. Yeah, I did. I did. And, uh, you know, you know, my dad, you know, was awesome coach. He, uh, you know, he, you know, at first, you know, he was a little upset cause he, you know, not like, you know, verbally upset, but you could tell he was like, you know, his face like kind of scrunched up and, you know, in the back of his mind is like, you know, you maybe, you know, sign you up and pay this money for you to quit. But uh, the way oh, he yeah. kind of, I, I can, yeah. I can hear it going through his mind right now. <laughs> yeah. How much money am I out now? Yeah, but the way he phrased it, um, put the, he put he put his words together really, really nicely. He pretty much said, you know, since we signed you up for it, since you asked to do it, let's give it a go. And if you and and by the end of the year, once we're done, you know, then if you don't want to play for it, you know, another year, then we won't. Well, you know, obviously the rest is history. Um, I ended up loving it, and and I won't be as long. With an with my answer as to why I chose Wisconsin, Wisconsin, that was the second question, right? It's because nobody else asked for you. <laughs> I was fortunate enough to have uh, other <laughs> offers, but honestly, I mean, I uh, I didn't want to stay in Missouri, but I didn't want to go too far. Um, and then, obviously, knowing the running back history at Wisconsin, uh, when I took my official visit to Wisconsin during the, uh, the Ohio State night game. Um, against uh, whenever they played against Terrell Pryor and them, it was a it was a you know it was a done deal for me. Um, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I said, you know, I want to be the next Ron Dane, uh, or even be better than Ron Dane, and you know, I wanted to run behind a big offensive line, so it was pretty simple. And, well, you uh, almost went to Iowa line. too, right? Yeah, because I love the way they run the football too at Iowa. But uh, honestly, I'm glad if you didn't. If Iowa would have offered me before Wisconsin, I probably would have went to Iowa. But I've I took a visit to Iowa before Wisconsin, and they still didn't offer me. I think I I went to Iowa I think twice, and they didn't because I I remember so I remember your dad telling the story of your visit to mm-hmm. Iowa, and they had another uh, recruit's oh, yeah. name on the on the board, and they didn't they have did. yours, and. Uh, he said that that's what yep. turned him off of Iowa, but he was yep. willing to go with whatever your answer was. Oh my goodness, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we talked about it on the car ride back home, all the way to the St. Louis area, and 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 that was it. So then Wisconsin comes with the offer, and obviously Iowa knows that they offered me. So then Iowa follows suit, and I'm like, no, you know, screw you guys now. You know, yeah, you're not. Gonna, and you, you know, really just, did. <laughs> well, right, yeah, the irony. You know my coming out party in 2010 against Iowa, uh, but yeah, yeah, th- that those those are good questions, man, and uh, those are my answers. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's really interesting that you were going to say baseball because uh, I've played softball with you, and let me tell you, <laughs> it would have been a short-lived career. Extremely and that's slow short. pitch softball. I remember Extremely when we went to the batting short. cages. You're like, how fast do you think this is? Like 85, 90. I started <laughs> laughing. Maybe 70. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't know what you don't know, though. It's it's. That's I've so never true. stood in front of a ninety-five mile an hour pitch. So I have. If I see actually. a ball coming at me at over sixty miles an hour, I'm going to think it's almost at a hundred. So, um, so. 
when you're used to seeing, you know, I'm, I'm, I didn't play at a huge level, but, uh, I did play against a guy who had major league scouts at our game. And, uh, I played against some guys who played in college too. Uh, actually a few of them. When, when you're, you see that in high school, it's usually about low to mid eighties is what you see. Mm-hmm. When it jumps up to that 90 mile an hour range, it is different. You have a lot lower reaction time, but at the same time, when you're used to being able to see a pitch and you know, you go in there and you're dialed in, you can see it like, you know, it's not just straight up instincts and reaction. Like you are meaning to do what you're doing. And, uh, right. yeah, that, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's different. Once you get used to it, it just, yeah, not everybody can do it. Obviously not everybody can do something with it, but I got a lot uh, more respect for it after leaving that batting cage. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Actually the guy that, uh, had the major league scouts there. He eventually went on to pitch for the giants, the San Francisco nice. giants and won a world series. And he was like, nice. they're one of their, uh, key relievers in that series that they won too. So that was really cool to see. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But, six degrees yeah. removed from knowing everybody. Right. And then another quick, uh, question from Daniel is who's your favorite running back of all time. Oh yeah. That's, that's easy. Toro Davis. Yeah. I knew that that was coming. Right, yeah, he's he's he inspired me. Uh was definitely inspired me. Uh and and you know, another one Ladinian Tomlinson. Loved the way he ran, loved his passion. Um and his style of play. So so yeah, those are those are those are my two guys. Number one being T D, of course. Um so. being cause you know, you're a Broncos fan and that was when you were growing up was Davis running all over everybody. So yeah. that makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. Yep, Elway and Davis doing their thing, doing their thing back there. Um, so, yeah, man, those are awesome questions. And, uh, again, RJ, just like RJ said earlier, yeah, we, we, we'd we love for anybody to send any questions in. Um, about anything. You know, we'll, t- we'll touch any topic. So uh, if you want us to read your name on air, we can. If you want us to leave it anonymous, that's no problem, too. We'll just say, you know, someone wrote in here. Uh, to ask this question. So right. untappedkeg.com, at untappedkeg on Twitter. Uh, please leave us a review on iTunes. We'd love that. Um, you know, we're on Google Play. We're on Spotify, uh, Stitcher, any of the major podcast services out there. Uh, where can they find you? Absolutely. You guys can find me on Instagram, just Monte Ball. Uh, Twitter is uh, at MonteBall28. Um, Facebook, uh, MonteBall Jr. Uh, just to differentiate myself from you know my father's Facebook. <laughs> but um, but yeah, just shoot me a message on any platform, um, and I'll get back to you. I'll most definitely get back to you. Yeah, th- thanks for tuning in, everybody. We appreciate it. Yes, yes, indeed. You guys take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.